It's Wednesday night. It's October 4th, 2023. So you know what that means. A brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and on our Twitter X page. Like, subscribe, follow, hit that notification bell, do all those things if you haven't already. I'm Tanner Lee along with Paul Zartman and Austin Shepard. And I am the new reigning and defending KLP Predictions champion, but I don't have the championship mm. with me. Unfortunately, so uh, possession is nine tenths of the law, my friend. <laughs> That's the saying, isn't it? It's so, in the mail. Nope. It's in the mail. All right, I'll expect it next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, but, what does that say right there, though? It should say, well, it says champion. Let's, that might change by the end of the show. So, uh, hey, but I, uh, I, I only lost four points. It was the first time I've ever got a perfect card. Oh, first. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had fun with my predictions. I came nowhere close to being accurate, but they were fun. I don't think I've ever gone that crazy with my predictions before. So it was nice to just say screw it and just let it all go. I like the strategy. I like the strategy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It did not, but that's okay. I had fun. Yeah, that's all that matters, right? Yep. Now we are all each five-time champions, I believe, if my records are correct. So, five-time, 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 five-time champions. Uh, we got some comments on YouTube already. Majin uh, said, "As seen on Dynamite tonight, this is a Canadian show, so allow the Canadian to ask, what's everyone drinking tonight?" Shep, start us off. I got a new Red drink. Bottle. Red bottle. Yeah. I got a new drink because Kettle One's a bunch of not nice people. <laughs> we're not going. We're, we're, we're not going Christian Cage just yet. No. <laughs> um, but uh, on vodka day too. I, I, so, got a, right. I got a new drink this weekend when I was at the uh, Jelly Roll concert. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shep went to Jelly Roll, and that dude's amazing. He's a huge human being. But what an awesome, awesome individual. There's a freaking fly fire in there. But what there a, it went. Yeah, I said freaking. <laughs> uh, but what a, yeah, awesome human being. But anyways, we're going to have a little Maker's Mark. A little Maker's Mark whiskey. And this bottle was new at the start of the week. So we're going to get a little of that in there. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Whiskey on a vodka night or on vodka day. This yeah, is and weird. then we, little, little lemon lime soda. Okay, then here's the here's the key. Here's the key. And these things are a pain in the butt, but I'm gonna get them here. Hold on. Oh, just a couple little little maraschino cherries. There we go. Oh, there we go. We're getting fancy up in here on KLP. Oh, you know. Yeah. This is a. Let's go with another one here. Hold on. There we go. I got fat fingers and they're not fitting in there very well. All right, stir those in there. Hmm. Mm, man. Ooh. All right. We got some ice in my backup drink to wash my hands here. So, I mean, since Kettle One, which, I mean, it is a backup for me tonight once I drink this, you know? Yeah, there's the vodka. Uh, little whiskey. Uh, ginger ale is my preferred, but uh, the liquor store and the two gas stations between – 
the golf course in my house did not carry ginger ale. So we go with lemon lime soda next uh, and a little maraschino cherries. Salute. Cheers. Red Solo Cup. I have nothing fun tonight. I have water and a Yeti. So very boring. Very boring. I have apple juice in a bottle of tea or in a tea bottle and then Pepsi when I finish that off. I got got a funny story actually about this drink. So I picked it up last week, uh, uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday night football. Met a bunch of guys at the uh, local Elks Lodge and they were drinking these and they turned me on to like, oh, that's pretty damn good. Friday, I go to Jelly Roll. Uh, my wife took me there for my birthday. She was really impressed with with everything involved with Jelly Roll. Um, but anyways, I, I kept on drinking these, and it was a lot easier at the bar at the at the amphitheater to drink these, and they're really good. Uh, so the next morning, there was a golf tournament that I had to play in, and also Tanner Paul knows I'm a pretty big golf fan. Ryder Cup was on. So at 8.30 in the morning, an hour and 20 minutes before my tea time, I got a little bagel sandwich, which we have a badass bagel shop here in our local lovely little town. Yep. And I made one of these. And I started drinking that quick. Uh, it kind of just steamrolled or, or not steamrolled, um, uh, snowballed. Snowpiled. Snowballed Snow- from the night yeah, before. And uh, then there was some fireball. Anyways. Me and my partner shot 59 on Saturday and ran away with the tournament. Uh, and then about 5 o'clock, uh, I went to bed. So, anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, this might be the new one. This might be the new drink, although I don't, I, I don't think I can drink the quantity of, of this because it's got pop in it where I normally drink club soda. Yeah. But we're going to drink one tonight. Yeah, I think if you could find which – most grocery stores have it. If you can get the ginger ale, especially the sugar-free one, I think you'd be good to go there because they probably wouldn't fill you up like Pop does. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but yes, uh, did you have one of those during Russell Dream on Sunday? Um, well, uh, no. Well, no. We had some vodka. I fell asleep through two matches and woke up for the main event uh, and was able to watch the main event and the ending of – said match and uh it was it was worth it there are a couple of matches i had to go back and rewatch which i don't think i missed much actually now we're rewatching them so majin giving a shout to Mar- marty there see i knew majin was a modern mcswirly fan he uh, has well, a, he, hey he has a jersey and he just don't want to tell us about it probably probably yeah yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of Russell Dream before we get into tonight's dynamite? Overall, did you think it was a good good card? Peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Had yeah, a I... had the star power. A couple matches weren't the greatest. A couple matches really, really were good. Um, overall, above average pay per view. Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, I think AEW's been on a hot streak lately with their pay-per-views dating back till Forbidden Door. Um, I think they've put four in a row, pretty good ones. There was a couple matches I thought, I'm like, why are we doing it, doing this tonight? It could be on Dynamite or Collision. For example, Ricky Starks, Wheeler, Yuta. Don't think that was needed on the pay-per-view. No. Um, but most matches I thought were pretty good. I've got some classics. I, saw, I thought Swerve and Hangman was really good. I thought... Uh, 
Danielson Sabre Jr. was amazing. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, and, and I like the main event, too. I know some people didn't enjoy the main event, but, I mean, Darby makes me cringe taking a bump like that on steel steps with his back, but um, I enjoyed it. Let me ask you his question. head got me more. If 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 Tony didn't pull off the signing of Adam Copeland, there's no way that would have been the main event, right? Correct. Only reason that nope. match was the main event. And being Seattle yep. boy, which they had three of them though. I mean, Danielson Seattle boy, you could have put him in the main event. Um, which Dan, if 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 Adam wasn't of all involved, it would have been better to have Danielson and and Saber. As a man, yep. that would have made way more sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, I enjoyed the tag match that the Bucks won. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, FTR's match was all right. Um, Aussie Open. I mean, it was good in ring. Don't get me wrong. Even though Mark Davis got hurt, but I don't know. Um, he snapped his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. I thought Cash got might have got hurt too, but I haven't read anything. Um, I did think the trios match let me down a little bit between Callis family. And um, Omega, Jericho, and Ibushi, just with the amount of talent that was in that match, I thought it was a little flat. Um, but no, overall, overall, I give it about a B plus. I enjoyed it. Now, I will say I was okay with the um, Starks Yuta match being on the pay per view for one reason and one reason alone. We got Moxley on commentary and. He made. He was awesome tonight. on commentary. Uh, I just love the fact that Mox thought covering the mic, he could say whatever he wanted. If he covered the mic, you could still hear him clear as day. I got fined for this earlier. <laughs> he was so, he so was I can tell you exactly what I said, but yeah, the, uh, one of the it wasn't Mox, but it was Nigel McGinnis. Was the uh, Christian Cage has done. What he has done for turtlenecks is like what Britney Spears did for the showing thong yeah. in the 80s. I mean, where did yes. that come from? Yes. Yeah. Loved it, though. Yes. Uh, now, Nigel sounded like he's going to cheer on Danielson and then says, you know, oh, come on, Danielson, think about your wife and kids. And then Moxley stood up and dropped an F-bomb yeah. right there. Well, uh, this guy. Imagine Danielson still uh, further cementing his claim for best in the world by putting on these banners while still recovering. Yeah, he's – I mean, he, he and Sabre are the two best technical wrestlers in the world. I don't you think there's what? any arguing that. Let's, let's take let's take uh, AEW out of the picture. There was nobody in WWE that could challenge him like he's been challenged. Um, no. By guys like Omega – um, Mox, yeah, Mox has a different style, not a not a technical style. He can wrestle technical, but that's not his go to. Um, but to, but to see this match with Zack Saber Jr., I want to see an Osprey match so bad right now with these two guys. And Danielson, Danielson was in tears after this match, saying this is the type of match he's always wanted to wrestle. And there's going to be a rematch. We just don't know if it's going to be in England or Japan. So. Mm-hmm. And him uh, hugging Aubrey there for a second. I went, all right, is he officially done now? And then well, she tweeted that, you know, it was so great to be there for that moment. And I was like, uh, what? And then I, I saw a, a tweet. Aubrey was in the crowd in 2011 when he announced, was it 2011? 13. Oh, 13. 13. Sorry. When he announced his retirement. 11. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he Aubrey was in the crowd in 2013 when he announced his retirement and she was crying. Right. Yeah. So what a full full circle. Yep. All of a sudden now she's officiating this match in the hometown mm. to arguably the best wrestlers in the world and she gets to call the match. Um call the match, gets to officiate the match. Um so yeah, that was that was a good moment between those two. It was you know, yeah. obviously she was emotional and, and good for her. Yep. 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 Her pants fit. Let's just say that. We haven't seen him, have we? I wonder why. Since, yeah. He was on Zero Hour and BT was he? this week, and that's been it. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know some tonight. So. No, so I was watching for him. I was watching for him because Matt said something on BTE this week about, you know, oh, I got a special surprise for you guys. And so I was interested to see if he'd show up tonight. No, no, not. I thought he'd be in the uh, opening match tonight, which was Ray Phoenix defending the AW International Championship versus Nick Jackson. But uh, before that, we got a batch day segment with Renee Paquette was interviewing Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega when Adam Copeland showed up. And he pretty much said, great to see you, Renee. Good to see you again, Chris. Introduced himself to Kenny. So pretty cool little spot there. A lot of Canadian firepower right there in one yeah. TV screen. The the facial, the the uh, reactions by Omega and Jericho were priceless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. And what, well, and we didn't even really hit on that. What did you guys think of Adam Copeland's debut at Wrestle Dream? How it was pulled off? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I, I, you know, we always talk about the fact that I pay attention to the little details, the mania like fireworks in the background. If you didn't catch him driving over it saying rated R, mm-hmm. that should have helped give it yep. away. Radar. And, and and you know, I was thinking, I was trying to figure out what those fireworks were. I think the Seattle Mariners won that night when they were filming that, and the fireworks were coming up from the Mariners Stadium. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. All right. Well, I just I thought it was a stab at mania, so you know. I mean it could be. Maybe maybe I'm thinking too simple about it, but I'm yeah. pretty sure where that stadium is. I think that's what it was. The best part is is Darby helped film that vignette. And I think he said it in his uh, media scrum that he flew in on Friday, filmed it, and then he snuck out Saturday night for some food, and a young fan recognized him. Mm-hmm. And he went up to the fan and said, hey, this is between us. And he says, I got you. I'll keep it between us. And he, and the, and the, he did. The kid, the kid did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we all speculated it, but – Normally, when you're on a Saturday night, if you're in the same town as the pay-per-view and you're out having having a meal, it's going to hit social it's media gonna and yep. it's going to hit the dirt sheets and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I don't know if that fan was six years old, 10 years old, 14 years old, 20 years old, because 20-year-olds are young now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. kudos to that fan that recognized him and said, all right, I got you. I'll, I'll keep it under wraps. So kudos to him for not just, you know, leaking it to one of the dirt sheets and then it spreading like wildfire. Majin said it was. Darby said on that, that on media scrum. Um, what, did, what did Darby say exactly? Is that about the fireworks or or what's that comment there? I don't know. I know, I know, like I, said, I know Darby helped him film that. 
Yeah, he did. And there was some pictures that came out today of Edge hold, helping hold the guy in the back of the van that was filming it too. So, hey, was, and I think he also made a comment. Darby took you to him some, yeah, some sketchy parts. As comfortable <laughs> as as most. Yeah. So, but no, I thought that was fun. Really glad they kept Metalingus, Alter Bridge, who they're really good friends with Edge. Kept that theme. Theme altered at the beginning a little bit. Instead of "You think you know me," it's "You think you know him," and that's Beth Phoenix's that's voice. His wife. That's his wife. Yes, yep. that voice. That so that's pretty cool. And the, but, and the note, the note he left on the fridge was I think I sent you guys. Yeah, uh, he left the note on the fridge. Um, uh, I don't know if you can bring that up, Tanner. I think that is probably one of the. I think I sent it to you guys, but yeah, I can I can find it. Um, yeah, he's got multiple screens there, so he can I just do. go to to X X. It's Twitter X. I am <laughs> not going to X X X, Paul. Um, something about being. Yes, I got it here. I'm on my way to let the dog out or something. I'm going to go out the dog. Taking over. taking the dog or heading to take it the, the dog for a walk. Be back soon or something like that. Yeah, I got it here. Yep, B heading to tend to walk the dog B back in a few A and it's uh, the A on walks capitalized the E on B and the W on few so it yeah. lines up to AEW. So and, pretty crazy there. She tweeted that right after his debut and I thought it was was pretty pretty yeah. good. That's pretty slick. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So and no, TK I, um tweeting that he's all elite right after he hits Nick with the chair. Yes, which I like the Nick Wayne heel turn. I think you could see it coming. I mean, it makes sense, though, story-wise. I mean, they kept explaining how his dad and Darby had a falling out. And story-wise, why wouldn't he be mad at Darby? Darby let the guy who broke into his house and beat him up, A.R. Fox, right? I mean, he forgive him. So why wouldn't Nick be still be mad at Darby? It makes sense. Here, and here's the exactly. best thing. They're gonna, they're gonna, I can't wait till the storyline concludes where Christian Cage is – dating Nick's mom. Yeah. It's already, it's already there. He's going to start calling him dad. Like you're going to call me dad. You know. Well, you, you know, um Maybe I, that's I a love... little too is that a little too attitude era, but uh it's a little bit, but he is the rated R superstar. I um, love how they got to keep that too cuz the WWE did not copyright that since 2020. Trademark. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You brought up Majin's tweet about uh, Adam's daughter, and it got me thinking about him. It's called Christian the Rated R Superstar. There you go. That's great. <laughs> but um, I saw something, you know, the internet, the the people on the internet are weird sometimes. Not More you, times Majin, than not. Fine. <laughs> but um, I saw something where somebody actually went and looked up who Edge or Adam Copeland's dad was, and he said he never really knew him. And then it was just a picture, that picture of Christian where he just pops his eyes up over the <laughs> ring. Yeah, and it said storyline coming soon. And I'm like, God, leave it to the internet. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, th there's going to be plenty of layers to their soon-to-be rivalry. Um, not surprising, Adam Copeland's new sh shirt on ShopAW.com is the number one weekly seller. And then for, no the, for the month... It is number three, but it's the number one for a T-shirt. And for the year, let's see if it's cracked a top ten for the year. That'd be pretty impressive. Um, it's not in the top ten. 
but it's 12th for your yeah, yearly sales close. already. So four days since it went on sale. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. So or three days, excuse he me. He is a popular dude. So big name, big gift for AW. I'm interested interested for Sean Ross Sapp to get the details of how long his contract is. Because he is gonna be a full time performer. He's gonna be there pretty much every week, so different than he was in WWE, but I'm interested is it a one year, two year, three year? What is it? So well Nate. They said he will be on Dynamite and Collision. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he he's the middle face on the Collision graphic on most of them going forward. So, uh, Majin here. Speaking of Christian, did anyone catch on Russell Gene when they had the tribute to Noki? How the camera cut to the back and Christian was watching. Yes. Yeah. That was a nice yeah. little touch there. That <laughs> was pretty funny. Yes, that's that's Christian's new gimmick. I'm gonna be everybody's daddy. Yep. Yep, and he's diving right into it. All right, yes. let's get in, back into Dynamite tonight now that we've kind of gave our thoughts on Wrestle Dream. Um, AW International Championship match kicked off the night. Ray Phoenix versus Nick Jackson. It was a rematch from the one of the, I think it was the eighth Dynamite ever. It was in Indianapolis. Paul and I were fortunate enough to be there in 2019, which was a banner of a match then. But, Paul, I think tonight's might have topped that match. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh... I mean, Fennec still dealing with a little bit of an injury to come sure. out and put on a match the way he did. And Nick still, you know, sore. Um, we find out later on in the show that he's not, he left after the show because of injury. So, yeah, I mean, these two put on a banger of a match once again, like they always do. Their chemistry is amazing. Perfect. Um, this is the type of style I like. I like high flyers, athletic. I mean, I like a lot of different styles, but this is, if I had to pick one style to watch, it'd be this. Um, I could watch these guys wrestle every day. Um, there was a few close calls. I thought Nick Jackson might take the title. I did too. There, there was, I actually had stepped out of the living room at the uh, end of the match, and I didn't hear Ray's music come in right away. And I went, uh, yeah, Nick just took the belt off of him. And then after Phoenix hit the frog splash, I thought it was over, but Nick kicked out, and then they. Went back and forth with some roll-ups, and that's how Phoenix eventually got the three count on him. So, mm-hmm. but uh, very fun opener. I mean, I nothing to complain about in this match for me. Imagine uh, and call me crazy, but I think Nick is the better of the Bucks. Oh no, I agree. I think absolutely. absolutely. I think Nick is the be- better of the two. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think if they ever went their separate ways, which I'd never see them doing for singles runs, I think Nick would be a great babyface, and Matt would be a good heel. And I'm just going to say this because I've said this on the record before. If your name is Matt and you have a younger brother and you go into wrestling, you might as well just be prepared. Your younger brother is going to be better than you. You're going to be a little more athletic and a little, probably a little more popular. Yes. Not that Matt Jackson is not popular or Matt Hardy, but Jeff Hardy's definitely <laughs> the more popular one. And if I had a pick, I think if I had to do a poll with the fans, I think Nick Jackson would be a little more popular than Matt. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, after the match, uh, we saw, uh, well, the first attempt didn't go too well with the audio issues, but uh, eventually they got the audio figured out and replayed it. We saw Adam Cole showing up at Roderick Strong's home. Uh, he got Cole a scooter so he, they, he, uh, he can put his leg up. They can both be on wheels and slow motion video. They're racing each other around the house, and, and Taven and Bennett are looking real annoyed with the stuffed giraffe. And then... Um, you know, Adam Cole's trying to leave, and 
Roderick said that Cole needs him, or he needs Cole to move some furniture. So the Kingdom says, you do owe him one, so you move some furniture. And then Strong says, that's just what best friends do. Then uh, Cole tries to leave, and Roddy pretty much tells Adam he needs him still. So so, so I, I know what they're trying to do here with this vignette. They're trying to get the same reaction they got when with Cole and MJF, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't. And nothing against no. Roderick Strong and Taven. I thought it was weird Taven kept stroking a fuzzy draft. Yeah, it was a little odd. It was odd. And then and then at the end, he had the people's eyebrow going. Thought that, it just didn't – it wasn't good. We got, what, three or four Bachacho vignettes, right? And those were just golden. They mm-hmm. printed money. Yeah. This one here – I could have done like I heard the volume at first, and I, and I think the volume we heard was what the arena heard. Correct. Yes. And so it was very echoey and very light, um, but we still heard it. So I could have definitely done no, uh, not done without the re- like the replay. Nah, I was over it. Fast forward through that shit. Yeah, and and I think I I was with. I mean, this wasn't as entertaining to me as the better than you, baby vignettes are but with what we saw later on in the show it made sense why they showed this i think mm-hmm. and i love the fact that you know uh ronnie's still yelling at him and cole's like i'm right here you don't need to yell yeah it doesn't matter if he's a foot away or 100 feet away he's yelling at the same volume so yep it, it, we- it, roderick strong does not have the charisma that adam cole MJ, no. or even Matt Taven. I'll give Matt Taven a little credit. I, I like him. He 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 doesn't fit this role uh, of the vignettes. Um, it's almost awkward, you know. Definitely not taken away from the guy's in-ring ability because we all know what he can do there. But th- this is a part of his game he's got to work on, and it's just—I don't want to say it's cringeworthy, but it's it's pretty damn close. Well, I think it's annoying, and I think that's what they're going for. We want him to, we want to view him as annoying, and I, I'm kind of going to disagree with you here, Shep. I mean, the character's not really for me, but I think Roderick Trump finally has a character. I don't think he's ever really had a character at all. No, no. Well, if it does, then this character sucks, and it's annoying. It is annoying, and I think that's exactly what they're going for. Well, if they're going, if if that's what they're going for, then okay, but. I, I yeah. don't feel like he's got any personality. <sighs> okay. He, yeah. he's, he's acting on the level of a cheap porn film. No, oh, that's, yeah. good. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Right yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, assuming Cole's injury is, you know, a, it's a, it's a um, shoot, not a work. Probably going to see this draw out a little longer. Then probably I, you know what? Planned. I'll bet you guys a, a a dollar to a donut right now that it's a work. You think it's, it's work? It's got to be. I wasn't on board with that, but the more I've thought about it, the more stuff has come out over the last week. I uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's it's all a work. Well, a little bit, let's let's go back. I think he seriously sprained that ankle. Okay, there's right. no doubt. I don't think he broke his foot where he's got to have surgery or broke his ankle where he's got to have surgery. So 
maybe we see him off TV for a month while he rehabs and he does these little skits. Obviously, we're going to get MGF and Jay White. Um, at full gear. At full gear. So I think they will focus on that and they'll put the ROH tag titles on a back burner, which I'm okay with. Um, you know, give him a month off, rehab the, the high ankle sprain or, or, you know, bad ankle sprain. And then, and then after that, then after full gear, then we'll go back to uh, him trying to do two storylines at once. I mean, I, I kind of hope that we find out who the mask guy and, and the other guys were at full gear or by full gear since that's still a month and a half away, but maybe it goes longer than that. I think I think it's Cole and Strong and then another guy coming back from injury. Kyle O'Reilly? Well, I mean, you said it, not me. Yeah. I, I hope I mean I, I want to see him back. He's been out a long time, but I know he's dealing with I mean yeah, uh he had neck, neck fusion. Yeah. But, so. but also hey, so did Champa and Yep. Yep. <laughs> Majin just once in those segments I want Adam Copeland to walk in screen instead of Cole when Strong keeps shouting his name or or hangman Adam Page. Yeah. A lot of Adams, a lot of Adams in the company. So uh, up next, we see Griff Garrison on the screen. Haven't seen him in a while. Maybe they're trying to counter program with Brian Pillman Jr. now being part of NXT. I don't. I don't know. Uh, then it's Wardlow, Griff Garrison. Then Wardlow's music hits. We haven't seen Wardlow since June, and he comes out with a little more hair than we, when we saw him last. And he has. He, he doesn't have a happy look on his face. He's got a serious look on his face. Throws Griff into the corner, stomps away on him, and then falls it up with five consecutive power bombs. Then the ref stops the match. Wardlow jumps over the barricade and heads to the back. All business. I like that mm-hmm. out of Wardlow. I like the aggressiveness. And I'm fine if they push him as a heel again. I think it fits him better. Yep. I think the dude's money, but I, I think that I think he is. I think they failed with him as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> uh a varsity uh no. Varsity Blonde. No, that was his. Yeah. That was his. Yeah. Yeah. Varsity Blondes. Yep. Yeah. Hollywood Blondes was, was Pilbin and Austin. Right. It was yes. the Varsity Blondes with Griff and uh, Brian Jr. Yep. Yeah. Um, easy Majin. Don't get us uh, explicit rating already, please. Nah, we're there. Oh, you already. already did. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I even was nice and censored myself when I said that. Well, then I don't have to worry about when we get to the main event and nope. uh, censor that. Anyways, um, what the hell was I talking about? Damon Mod. Uh, Wardlow. 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 Uh, I think they failed with him once as a heel, and then they completely dropped the ball when he 100%. was 100%. When he was a face, and he was over. Oh, my God. Was he ever over. double or nothing last year? So. Well, this kind of sounded like another type of chant. I can kind of get on board with you, Tanner, saying that it'll be easier for him to work as a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still got a pretty damn good pop tonight. He did. I mean, I think people like him. I mean, I, I'm a big Warlow fan, but I want them to use him correctly because he's the type of guy I could see WWE just drooling over when his contract's ready. So, and I mean, I, 
sure looks. We just I saw mean, that happen with Jade. I, I know, know, and I, I don't know how they're going to use her yet, but it sure seems like they're going to go all in she's, and use her pretty heavily. She's going right to Raw the last time I read. I read rumors she might be at Fastlane in Indianapolis this weekend. Yeah, that's what I heard. No. And um, Monday night, Michael Cole even kind of hinted at that as he said, you know, as we're on the road to Fastlane, another person who's been on their own Fastlane here lately and then starts talking Jade. Yep. Uh, I don't think he did the sympathy tonight. I didn't see that out of him. I didn't see him tuning the band. He did. Nope. Just boom, 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 yep. boom. Out yep. we go. Yep. And there's plenty of big guys he can work with, even as a heel in the company. So. Um, I like it. I hope hopefully they heat him up again because he's he's he's. It, and I knew I knew he'd be coming back soon because Tony Khan was asked about him one of the media calls and said he was still, you know, Wardlow still heavily into plans and that he'd be pretty much hinted that he'd be coming back soon. But I didn't expect it to be tonight. So does he have a dad? I don't know. Oh no, no, he doesn't. Remember because that was part of the uh, storyline with Joe. They talk about his dad passing away. Oh God, Christian jump <laughs> in there too. That's oh, what I wanted to see. How long it'd take oh, you to catch Lord. on? Oh Lord! But uh, we then saw Callis and uh, Takeshka backstage. Uh, Callis revealed that Sammy Guevara is medically un- unfit to perform tonight. However, he said there's no s- shortage of young male athletes who want to show their wear and. And they're and it earned their spot in Don Don Cal's family on the recommendation of Will Osprey. He has looked and picked Kyle Fletcher, the team with Takeshka. We then got a uh, trios match that was not uh, advertised. We got the acclaimed defending their trios championships against the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. Which I was thinking of Paul tonight when I saw thought, saw Kip Sabian because I know Paul likes him. Yeah, I'm a big uh, Sabian fan. I've always enjoyed him in the ring. And um, not much to speak on this match. I mean, they claimed were successful in their in their title defense. So, in what three and a half minutes? Yeah, three and a half Something minutes. Something like or that. So. Yeah. So. Yes, Maja, can we give Keith Lee something to do? A Warlow versus Keith feud would be good. I like that. I, I do like too. that. I do too. Yeah, Keith. Keith's another guy they kind of haven't done much with since they signed him. Well, in I've been very outspoken about bigs versus bigs. Yeah. Small versus bigs and blah, blah, blah. But I thought Warload and Powerhouse Hobbs put on a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. So I think Warload could work really well with a guy like Keith Lee, who is very agile for his size. So, um, I, I could I could get along with a couple matches with those two guys, so not not a bad idea. Miro too. Miro would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I know he and Warlow have had a feud in the past, but and Hobbs has been mixed in there. But I mean, they're all. I mean, you can you can do it again. Just switch the roles. Um, up next after that trios match, we saw Tony Storm being interviewed by RJ City. She screams at him for talking about the time she's been in the business. She questions whether or not she has it, but then she realizes she's timeless. It's then revealed that timeless Tony Storm will debut tonight. Which the internet was loving. The internet loves this character. Oh, yeah. it's She, she is pretty good. Day, I love this character. Yeah, she yes, is pretty it's good. a modern day Marilyn Monroe, and she portrays it 
perfectly. You yep. know, she tweeted that uh, she misses the old days of putting on a hat backwards and slamming a pie in someone's face and you're <laughs> loved. But this character is perfect for her. Yep. Yeah. Up next, we saw her shoot husband, uh, Juice Robinson, and the ass boys, uh, Austin, Colton Gunn, come out. Uh, no Jay White. They're uh, mocking Adam Cole a little bit while saying they're out here to talk about MJF. The question that they all have for MJF um, was uh, tofu. Then Juice calls out MJF as he has some explaining to do. He's a man who'll come out and face him like one. Juice was cracking me up on the mic tonight. Uh, MGF comes out, says there's been a lot of accusations. He takes a couple shots at all the guys in the ring. <laughs> MGF then gets some crowd, crowd chants going back and forth. What, what were those? What were those chants, Tanner? Um, ass boys and uh, talented tank, wasn't it? Talented, talentless, talentless tank. Yeah. Which, which Juice with a <laughs> And the camera go up on him. He's saying that he's rock hard and pointing right right out of himself. Rock, he had a rock hard taint. <laughs> he was killing me. Uh, but uh, MJF's pretty much saying he's nothing but honest because he is a scumbag, but he's everybody's scumbag. Uh, he knows for a fact that he didn't attack JY. He suggests they have a street fight right now. He goes in, wants to take all the Bullet Club on three on one. They all scatter out of the ring. Everybody's, everybody's like, why are they scattering? They got three on one advantage. Well, Jay, Jay White's behind MJF, and he drops him with the Blade Runner. He then holds up the AEW World Championship, making it clear he wants a future title shot. He takes it with him. White then said he's cut above the people MJF is used to dealing with, and MJF's cheap games won't work here. He says they're not buying what MJF is selling about him not being the attacker last week. White says he knows the real MJF, who's a pathetic, dirty liar. White challenges MJF to put the title on the line at Full Gear in L.A. at the Forum. He says MGF can try to prove him wrong. He will fail. MGF then accepts the match. And I got to say, that title did look pretty good with Jay White. So, with a different quick, strap, yes. Before we dive into this, what other title feud have we had a month and a half to build on? It's been a while. Um, well, I'm, I'm during dude, MGF's I, ring. I wanted you to, to answer that because I feel like. As of recent criticism and, uh, yeah, recent criticism. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that yeah. with the AEW product. And I think we've talked about it three, four, five months past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lack of story building has been a a, a topic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, especially when there was a – 80,000 sold out Wembley stadium and there wasn't a lot of buildup slash storytelling to said that. And I think Tony Khan got a lot of criticism for it. So here he's going to put a guy that is a, um, ex, uh, new Japan heavyweight champion held one of the most prestigious belts ever in professional wrestling. And he's going to put his main event star who, has a side hustle with the ROH tag time tag team titles. He's going to, he's going to put a a six week program together and I can super appreciate that. Um, And I think it is to combat all of the haters, all of the keyboard warriors, uh, all the, all the shit you and I read throughout the week, you know, um, 
So super pumped about this and really looking forward to how it plays out the next six weeks and how they evolve this match um, and, and make it something that obviously it's going to headline a uh, full gear. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe if MGF makes it through full gear, he'll be the longest reigning AEW world champion ever. He'll surpass uh, Kenny's ring. So, and, yeah. And then after, after you do that, um, the whole next year, what's the gimmick? It's contract year 2024. That's right. It's the bidding war of 2024. Mm-hmm. And then that's a whole year storyline. You thought the Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin was a boss versus a employee storyline. If you could think this could get any better, Tony Khan needs to get involved with this in 2024. He's got to. He's got to get the awkwardness and get himself on camera and get almost as fluid as MJF. I don't know if he can do it. I really don't. I don't think he could be the heel that Vince McMahon could be. But he's got to try. And we got to see what we can do because whether or not he already re-signed the contract or not, we don't know. But if he did or did not, we can still make a hell of a story out of it next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, yeah. That's one thing about MJF. I'm always anxious and curious what's next for him. So, because I, I honestly thought at the start of the year, I thought his title reign was starting off pretty slow. But I feel like this second half of 23, it's, it's been held to the metal, all go. It's been really good. So. Ever since after Double or Nothing, which I understand the four pillar storyline, but I know a lot of people didn't really care for it. And that was when MGF was behind big time. But after that, I feel like the rest of the title reign's been really good. But that's kind of mm-hmm. when Adam Cole became involved in it. So, yeah. yep. Up next, we Orange Cassie and Hook backstage. Hook says Cassie should be facing Phoenix next week for the international championship, not Moxley. But Cassie said no. He points out that Moxley was champion for like a few weeks. Unlike him, who was for like 11 months. But it's fine. Orange is depressed. He's not getting a rematch. Yep. And I did like when uh, Hook offered uh, Renee a chip and she said no. Taz said, raise that boy right. And then Excalibur says, Renee is famously known for only eating ketchup. Ketchup. Yep. Yep. That must be a Canadian thing. I Yeah. Majin, do you eat ketchup chips? I feel like it's a Canadian thing. I'm not trying to defend it, offend anybody out there, but yeah, uh huh, sure you are. Here uh, come all the keyboard warriors. That Tanner, he's hey. against Canada. See, he said it is. He said it is. So, <laughs> thought it was. I like Canadians. I got nothing wrong with Canada. Look, somebody's going to be offended on behalf of Canadians because of you saying that, Tanner. Probably. You're, you're, right. you're going to get us canceled. You are trying to get people offended with me, so let's see what you're doing. <laughs> I thought, wait, I thought dipping the chips in mayonnaise was like, oh, that's a German thing, right? I think it is. German, Canadian, same thing, right? It's not a U.S. thing, right? Wow. Uh, no, no, it also no, depends you, on what. Here, 
a U.S. thing is, is we take those Lay's chips that he had, we put a bunch of greasy uh, taco meat over it with cheese and jalapenos, and we call them nachos. And we call them nachos because <laughs> <laughs> we're a bunch of hillbillies. But here's my question for you, Shep. When you say <clears throat> dipping the um, chips in mayo, are you referring what a to rabbit the hole we're talking about potato chips? chips? Are you talking true potato chips, or are you talking like England's chips, which are just French fries? Both. Done it both ways. Okay. And not that Miracle Whip BS, the true mayonnaise, Hellman's mayonnaise. Miracle Whips, are, that's, that's for a bunch of soft millennials. <laughs> I knew something like that was coming. <laughs> uh, they can't, they can't I like Miracle Whip. <laughs> You you know I saw this the other day in Kroger. If you buy a, a two pack of Miracle Whip, you get a participation trophy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll never get the KOP title again because you know y'all cheat. So it's okay. I'll take my participation award. We we can get a nice one. We'll shine it all up for you, Paul. All right. I'm gonna Just find don't a turn it sideways. Hey, I'm gonna find a Hellman's or Miracle Whip. Some type of metal on eBay, and I'm going to buy it for Paul. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, got I will the K- wear it every podcast. I got the KLP title. Chef's got the Denton. Paul's got participation trophy. Hey, we can talk about the Denton because Denton's gone. <laughs> uh, one of these days. Uh, not not yet. Not till oh. January. Oh, okay. Tanner will play that someday. It is in the KLP library, yes. In the archives, we will pull it out one of these days. We'll play it one of these days. Uh, Kyle Fletcher and Kanosuke Takeshka versus Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. I like this little tag team of Kenny and Chris. Different, but yeah. I like it. The Alpha and Omega. Um, fun match. Um, I actually thought, even though Kyle Fletcher took the pin in the loss, which pissed Kyle off, I thought Fletcher looked really, really good. Um, he can really go. We already know Takeshka can go. Um, no, I, I enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, but in the end, it was a code breaker. Followed up by the one-winged angel. After the match, though, Powerhouse Hobbs appears, takes both Jericho and uh, Kenny down, continues attacking them both outside the ring, launches Omega over the barricade into some chairs, gets him back in the ring, duct tapes Kenny to the ropes. Hobbs tries to use a chair, but Jericho steps in front of him. Then he attacks Jericho. And then Callus wants the chair and just straight up nails Kenny unprotected to the head, which I... Didn't think we were doing this anymore in AEW. Um, even Excalibur and Taz said that's a uh, different era of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and Taz kind of said, yeah, I've taken a lot of those in my day. Um, but gave as long me as nobody got hurt, it's good stuff. Kind of gave me a flashback to, um, I think it was Ty Dillinger hitting. Uh, or Cody hitting Sean Spears. Yeah. Oh, Sean hitting Cody. Sean hitting Cody. Lip cut him open in the back of his head. Yeah. Yep. It was either that was Fight for the Fallen or Fighter Fest, one of those two. Um, that was before Dynamite was even on the air, which we haven't even mentioned. Tonight was the four-year anniversary of Dynamite, which is pretty incredible. It's already been four years. And look how far the companies came. I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but at the end of the night, our ending segment was Christian Cage and Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge. In the AEW ring, 
on the four-year anniversary of Dynamite. Like, I would have never imagined that in 2019. That was even a possibility. The only no. thing we missed was Gangrel. Yeah, I could see him making a pair. He's made an appearance before, so. He's a nut. He is a... Uh, He's a nut. Interesting dude. Interesting dude. I'm, I'll save it for the, the, the main event. What do you guys think about uh, Hobbs being part of the Kellis family? I, I feel that Hobbs has to be a part of a faction because he is not strong enough to be on his own. And this is better than the QT Marshall TMZ yeah, stuff they had him doing. QTV. You got to get away from that because I think QT, with what he's doing in AAA, if he can bring that to AEW, he could be one of the top three or four heels in AEW. Like he he's doing really, really well, but he's just got to be put in the right spot in AEW. And I don't know how much longer he's got to be with AEW. I know he extended his contract through December, but he's a guy I guess he going to the WWE because he's so tight with Cody. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what they do with him, but what would you do with him? I don't know. QTV. Majin said uh, Hobbs needs a mouthpiece for now. Callus is the perfect mouthpiece for him. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Oh, I mean, Callus forming a nice little stable for himself. Guevara, Takeshka, now Hobbs, and Osprey occasionally. So, and, and we'll get into this because it's going to happen next week. Is Callus the Paul Heyman of AEW? Yes. But can he can he get to Paul Heyman's level? No. Okay. I don't no. I don't know. I don't think anybody can. I think I, Paul's I, not no. I agree with I agree with Tanner. Thanks, I, was I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, wrong Paul. Um, no, I mean Heyman is like the closest thing I yeah, I Bobby the Brain Heenan is the only other thing that I can think of on kind of the same level as Heyman. That's just me, though. Yeah. Back in the day, I thought Jimmy Hart was pretty good, but he was with so many, so many uh, uh, talents. Pick a talent, and there was Jimmy. Yeah. Paul was just so. Paul can draw you in and make you feel like this shit is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what Callus lacks. So yes, and I think well, yeah, because that scar just changes colors every week. It does. It gets redder and redder. Then it gets faint. Then it gets the only thing that stays consistent. Those stupid rhinestone shoes he wears. That's the only thing consistent. But also, and the sunglasses. I'm pretty sure Callus learned from Paul. When he was on ECW, Cyrus the virus, Cyrus the virus. So, I mean, he he's he's been taught by Paul. So he gets more heat than Paul. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul. As far get, as getting booed from the crowd, yeah. The reason Paul doesn't get the heat is because everybody is just drawn in by Paul, like. He gets that mic and he starts talking and you're just hooked immediately. Yeah. Because he has that effect on you. Yeah. And and he's got his own little version of a catchphrase and you know it, it works for Heyman. Now I don't think Callus could do that. 
But, but let's go ahead and kind of dive into it. I was going to save it for another segment or two, but we're, we're getting a little war next Tuesday. Dynamite's on Tuesday next week instead of Wednesday, title Tuesday. So KOP will be coming to you next Tuesday night, not Wednesday night, live after Dynamite. And NXT is also on Tuesday night. So they're going head-to-head, and Triple H decided to load up NXT pretty heavily, bringing the big guns. John Cena and Paul Heyman are going to be on opposite corners. Um of talents in the main event there. Cody Rhodes is going to make a major announcement. Oscar um, is going to be on defending her title. And I think I'm missing another, another match. While you think of that, I'm going to ask this question. Is Cody coming to NXT to announce a change to the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Tag Team Championship? I mean, that'd be fitting, something like that. Probably. But... You got a small arena that holds thousand people, and Cody's gonna his music's gonna hit, and that place is gonna erupt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think he will announce anything that affects NXT him personally. Mm. So yeah, if he he announces some type of change to the tag team tournament, yeah. But I don't think it's going to advance any of his personal storylines. Um, he's there for one reason only, and it is to uh, counterpart Adam Copeland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only reason mm-hmm. he's there. I, and I 100% get it. And oh, the yeah. reason we're having Dynamite on Tuesday is because of baseball, right? Yep, the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. So that's the only reason we're having John. John Cena is going to show up in an arena – with less than a thousand people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that doesn't happen. Nope. You know, this is this is on purpose. And and I'm not hating on Trips and Shawn Michaels for doing this, but it it's almost kind of blatantly obvious. Well, yeah, like Majin says, for a company <laughs> that doesn't see AEW as as competition, their act, actions say otherwise. Oh, I think, and I still think, you know, I I mean. I mean, Vince still has some say to, and he's still pissed that they got whooped by AEW every Wednesday night except two when they went head to head. So they're putting all all hands on deck here to try to win one night of the ratings against them. Yeah. So, but but I like what Tony did encounter tonight. He I thought he put some really good matches on the card for next Tuesday, but didn't get outside the stories. He kept it within the stories for the most part. For the most part. So, I mean, Swerve against Danielson, I mean, there's really no uh, there's no story. story there. But the winner is number one contender for the TNT title, which is pretty cool. Those are two big names. Um, Soraya against um, Kurashida for the AEW women's title. There's a story there because Shida lost it at All In and hadn't got a rematch. Um, Jay White against Hangman. I mean, there's some old Bullet Club stuff there. Um you know, I saw an interesting um, post that got me thinking, and you just said it, and it brought back up. Bullet Club, years ago, said they were going to take over professional wrestling. The Bullet Club has taken over professional wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. The Elite, the OC, the Bang Bang Gang, the Bullet Club that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Where is the OC They're- nowadays? Raw, I think. Um, Carl Anderson returned to SmackDown last week. 
Gallo's is getting okay. his knees. He got his knee scoped, so he's out a little bit. Oh. So, yeah. So they'll yeah. be back. Um, also, you got uh, Moxley and Phoenix for the international title. And then Adam Copeland making his in-ring debut against Luchasaurus. So a lot of good stuff Tuesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Tony, I send it home with a big angle of some sort. I, I think you will. Uh, you got to send it home with the dumbass um, MJF, Adam Cole. Another whatever. layer to it. Yeah, you got. You got to make. We did not see that appearance tonight. No. So you got to bring it back. Absolutely. Maj says, "Swerve, baby, give me a long swerve TNT title run after Christian gets his." Yeah, I'm ready for Swerve to get a get a singles run. Singles title run. He deserves uh, it. We saw we then we after the tag team match we saw MJF backstage in the trainer's room. <laughs> I had a laugh. Caster comes up, tries to give him a massage. MJF freaks out because they are playing into their little Twitter stuff. So I thought that was funny. Which has been uh, going on for a while. It has. It's funny they alluded to it. I like how AEW doesn't run away from that stuff. Um, because they know their fans are pretty smart when it comes to that. And then he tries to call Adam Cole, but it goes to voicemail after a few rings. So that's why I appreciated them earlier showing the stuff with Roderick Strong, just because of this. He's too busy yeah. with Roderick. He can't answer MGF's phone calls, so MGF's going to end up getting his heart broken over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dynamite Diamond. Well... If that's the case down the road, then they're 100% in for him to be a face for the next mm-hmm. eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that happens, which I'm okay Aren't- with. I think he can handle it and, and, and will run with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get our lone women's match of the night. Um, Tony Storm. And Sky Blue, Tony Storm introduces herself to Sky Blue and the referee. Then headbutts Tony Storm, or headbutts Sky Blue, excuse me. Throws her across the ring several times. Uh, Blue tries to turn it around, but misses Wiley with a splash in the corner. But she caught Storm with a forearm strike, but Storm responded with one of her own. Then nails a uh, running hip attack, sends Sky out of the ring. She then claims it's time for a titty slap, right when it's go to picture to picture. She proceeds to chop the... Blue right along ringside. Um, and then back and forth a little bit they go, but in the end, Tony Storm uh, attacks Sky Blue and hits a Storm Zero for the win. I like the new gear from Tony Storm. Um, she had straight black flat gear tonight. She had wrestling boots instead of the, the, the wrestling shoes and the kick pads. Um I think that smeared makeup, the smeared makeup. Yeah. So I think this fits her new character and I, I really like it. I didn't think I would at first, but I, I kind of really do. And, and I think she's really good at uh, working this character. So I can see her playing this out for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they found something here. I think she's the best yeah. thing going in their women's division. So uh, we then saw a card for a card for Rampage. I don't remember all the all the matches off the top of my head. There were some good ones. Um, I do know there's a, a four way match for number one contender for the ROH World Championship, which brings Stokely Hathaway on TV, 
and says a rampage, a new number one contender will be crowned for the ROH world champion. They want a champion that smells like Tom Ford, not Burger King. I popped. <laughs> I did too, because there's a gentleman and I popped for a different reason than you did, but there's a gentleman in the Indiana area on the indie scene. His name is Marshall Taylor, super talented guy. He's a heel. He's a King style character. So everybody chants Burger King at him. And so I might have popped for that reason. It's Burger King's in Newport. So I knew I was forgetting something. Thank you. Thank you, Margin. <laughs> Burger uh, King in Newport, which is which is right up Kingston's alley because right? he's from he's from that side of the hood. Yep. Yep. I had Burger King for lunch today. Well, we uh, can't have Burger King here because ours is still burned down. It still yeah. hasn't opened up. <laughs> but but no. I I now Again, I'm not a smoker. I thought they were getting ready to outlaw menthols, and Newport is like the king of menthols. Newport is, yeah, the king of menthols. But uh, I don't know. They've been saying that for years. I don't think it'll and, ever happen. And, and All right, you guys are a little young for this, but <laughs> my my era, who made Newport's famous? Not a wrestler. He's a mu- uh, musician, so that, there's your hint. Come on, Paul. You work in radio. Yeah. Come on, Paul. I plan you. Yeah. If if you guess this, you got you got to. If you don't guess this, you got to play this guy's song tomorrow, or one of his songs. Don't know. Tupac. Ah. Uh, mm. Tupac. I didn't listen to Tupac. Tupac was a huge Newport guy. Huge Newport guy. Christian, go fuck yourself. Is turning on X that nice? Uh, appreciate that, Majin. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about the main segment of the show. The last segment of the show. Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge's Dynamite debut. Well, we saw him earlier in the night on screen, but he came out this time with his entrance and everything. Um, and I love how he put Tony Schiavone over. Says so a big deal being in the ring with Tony Schiavone as he was the voice of his childhood. But then he said, okay, now's my ring, so you can get out of here. He reacts to the fans chat. Adam says he hasn't heard that one before, and he likes it. He recalls when he was told he could never wrestle again back in 2011. But here we are in 2023, and he's standing in an AEW ring. He says there are a few reasons why he came here, and he's pretty sure the AEW Heavyweight Championship would look good around his waist. Then there's a whole roster full of first-time matchups for him. He lists Moxley, Omega, Miro, Paros Hobbs, Jay White, Juice Robson as the reasons to be here. He's here to challenge himself with something brand new. The main reason he came to AW is because he sat down with his family and his daughter, Lyric, who's nine years old, told him to go have fun with Uncle Jay. Thought it was cool he brought that up and he goes, as you guys know, I'm Christian Cage. You know, thought that was cool. Uh, he then calls out Christian, uh, tells him the main reason he is in AW and in, in the TNT champion. Makes his way down to the ring. Uh... Copeland says they were best friends before they were even in the industry, but this industry made them realize they'd be friends for life. Says he did what he did at Wrestle Dream, attacking Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus because as he sees him stand there like that, almost ready to attack Sting, which I loved how he's getting real emotional talking about that. He said he looks like more more of a dick than usual, but he still loves him because he always will. However, he saw uh, Christian Sting. Well, that's when he said saw Christian Sting over Sting. I uh, can't stand to watch Christian smash him. 
he said it's time for them to uh, team up for the uh, first time since 2011. It's time for them to face teams like FTR and the Young Bucks. Um, the crowd's chant one more time. Um, then uh, Christian wants the microphone. They uh, hug it out. And then Christian straight up tells him to go fuck himself. And he leaves. And, he, and then he reminds him that on Tuesday... Uh, he's facing Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne come out, but it was bleeped out on TV, but on Twitter or X, you can find the uncensored version. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fans were recording all over the place. So fantastic stuff. So I thought this was really good. Edges or edge. Jeez. Here I go. Adam Copeland is so strong on the mic. I forget that at times. Yes. And, and Christian's yes. not a slouch. Oh no, not at all. Not so, at all. No. So I think we get, I think we get these two at, at full gear, right? Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think we get the – I don't think we get quite the Cody and Dustin moment where I need my brother as a tag team partner type deal after their bloody match. I think we get something um, along those lines – and then I do think we get a little tag team run between those guys. Yeah, I do. You, you think their final match of their careers will be against each other? No, I would say the final no. match with those guys would be them versus FTR, them versus versus the Bucks. Yeah, which FTR, we know we FTR just because they're friends. We know Christian extended his contract yeah. for a couple more years. So, I mean, I I really think. Edge has got to be what late forties. Forty nine. It's forty nine. I think Edge has got two to three years left. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially if you guys try a full schedule. Yeah. Uh, Majin said, "I'm sorry, but their uh, long with their long ass careers. How the hell have Moxley, Claudio, and Samojo never crossed paths with Adam before? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's, well, Mox, it's, Moxley was he came after Edge of, was done in twenty out of WWE when when when. Uh, Adam came back. Cleared back. Yeah. And Claudio just never happened. They were there together, though. The only member of the AW roster he has a lot of histories with is, uh, is Danielson. Yeah. So there's Danielson, a lot of possibilities. Christian so, and Jericho. I mean, you could say that. Too, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is, is. And he, and he said it in one of his interviews. I don't know if it was a Sports Illustrated or, or, or somebody else's. Um, he would love to be in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he, he threw out Okada. Mm-hmm. But he also made the comment he feels free now, right? So I, I relate that as, as he feels free to do what he wants to do on, on AEW television within reason. But mm-hmm. – if he says, hey, this January, uh, I want to go over and wrestle and, and wrestle kingdom, he can 100% do that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it'll probably encourage. So, I mean, I, I would be stoked to watch him wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. Like, I, I think I talked to you guys last year. I woke up at 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah. And, and watched. Folded laundry. And folded laundry. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife's like, if you're going to get this early, you're going to do something. But 
uh, yeah, I hope I hope that happens because I will. I'll. The only problem is I got to go work later in the day because it's a it's a Monday Tuesday, right? Right. Um. So I I can't have any uh, I can't have any adult beverages. Right. Which right. Kind of sucks. Well, I'm sure you could, just, and nobody would question it where you work. Well, now Paul, they just go, "Oh, it's Shep." Shep's more professional than that. I know he is. Uh, Mundo here on on YouTube. I'm glad he brought this up. Did anyone notice that the Punk chants are gone? 100. Copeland took Punk's place. I was just going to ask you guys. I know there's still a lot of people mm-hmm. on the internet upset that Punk's gone. But if if you could replace it with one guy, I think Adam Copeland's a pretty good replacement. Yes. I think tonight there was a very, very um, strong message sent by AEW and Tony Khan that we don't need Phil Brooks, CM Punk. We can we can have a locker room leader. And I think uh, Adam had talked about that in his interviews in the past like i'm i will be a a sponge or not a sponge uh what's the opposite of a sponge i will i will help anybody in that locker room i will i will be that locker room leader Mm -hmm. um basically saying i'm gonna take cm punk spot without saying i'm gonna take cm spawn spot so uh, ftr ftr and him are buddies so they lose a buddy but they get another good buddy so well, and I I love uh, Edge mention or Adam mentioning tonight. You know, the crowd starts chanting Adam, and he just is smirking like crazy. Because never heard anybody yeah. chant that one before. <laughs> and he talked about himself in third person. He's like, not doing that again. Doing that again. <laughs> yeah. If you guys yeah. watch the uh, Edge uh, return on Peacock, the yeah. WWE did a documentary um, when he decided he was coming back. Triple H sent a ring to his house and Cash Wheeler was his training partner. Mm -hmm. And when Cash couldn't be there, then it was his wife who suplexed him, which he still talks about to this day. But uh, him and Cash are super, super tight. Well, and if you guys recall in 2021, yeah, yeah, in 2021, FTR was already part of AEW, so he couldn't mention their ring names on WWE TV, but there was an angle where Rollins was going to attack Edge's home and Edge wasn't there. And he calls Beth on the phone and says, go get Daniel. Daniel is Cash's real name and their neighbors. Yeah. So yeah, they are really close. So um, I got a few more comments here. Uh, Margin says, kind of hope Beth joins Adam, a mixed feud between Adam Copeland slash Beth versus Adam Cole and Britt is enticing to me. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Hey, she's free. Uh, Mundo says, and I am a punk fan, just let down too many times. Understandable. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of right, right there with, with you. you. Understandable. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, Ajin, he mentioned that as his answer to uh, the question if Beth would join him, um, something about he'd love to have his kick-ass wife there who could suplex him. Yeah. Yeah, because he said he bounces ideas off her and everything. So, did, did mm-hmm. anybody see uh, uh, Bree's comments this week? Mm-mm. No. Uh, Bree made a comment that she could come back, and she would love to work with her husband, 
and uh, go uh, go against uh, uh, Cole and and Britt. So, and then and then they asked um, uh, Daniel Brad, and he goes, "Hey, she can do whatever she wants." Basically, they're waiting a year or two till the 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 youngest boy gets a little bit older, and then she's really thinking of a comeback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and Danielson was also asked about her. Yep, so all the guys are getting asked about their female counterparts. So. Yeah. Munda said, "Remember, WWE is no more. It's TKO now plus Ziggler going to w- going to AEW. Oh, Dolph could. I think. I think." December is the soonest he could join, which is right around winter is coming. So that is something to keep an eye on. That that's his ninety days. I believe so. And and Shelton Benjamin, who AW was supposedly really interested in, um, while he was even under contract. So, what about a guy that's out there that I don't think has the ninety days? Is Sammy Callahan? Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, he uh, was just uh, interviewed by Fightful. So it sounds like he's going to do some indie stuff for a while. But I think he's open to working wherever. So. He and Mox have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mundo, no, I don't think John Cena is ever going to show up in AEW. Cena is WWE's modern Undertaker. He's never going to go to another it's company. Too loyal. So, and I mean, heck, just like we were talking about, the guy is uh, showing up on NXT this Tuesday. So, and, and right when the uh, strike's over for the actors, he'll be back in Hollywood. So. Yep. Whenever that is. Uh, it's over. Well, the writer's strike is. They can write stuff, but the actor's strike's not over yet. Oh, I thought it I thought it was. I don't believe so, unless I'm mistaken. I could be mistaken. No. I know the writer's strike's over. Um, yeah. Sammy could hit perfectly in ROH. Uh, Mundo says Tessa Blanchard is apparently CMLL bound. Oh, I did not see that. I did not know her whereabouts nowadays. Well, she was. I have not working kept up for that that crazy promotion. That that's uh, wow. No, 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 no. Oh, no. she wasn't wow for a little bit. The they had a dark side of the ring. The old porn director. Oh yeah. And he um, came back here like the last six months and and put on some shows. And she was working for him because that's all she could get. Um. So kind of buried herself. Yeah, to see her go to CML would be a, a huge, huge hurdle for her. Big for her, so yeah. I, I hope it does. The Moon Undertaker was only loyal because WCW said he could never be a star. Crazy stuff. Look it up. Yes. I that is when true. he was yep, before he went to the WWF, yeah. And WCW did not think he'd be anything. And they got rid of his red yep. beard and his red hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh rating for tonight's show. Paul? Jeff, go ahead. Oh, okay, fine. Everybody says Paul. Jeez, jeez, Paul will go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm in a solid 7.9 tonight. I thought it was a good show. Um, I don't have too much to complain about. Um, the trio's match just didn't fit on the card. I know they needed to buy a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, <laughs> It just, it didn't fit. I I enjoy the fact that we're bringing Twitter into this. Um, 
into our backstage segments now. So that's an, always an enjoyable thing for me. But yeah, 7.9 and uh, Majin uh, almost to the 10. <laughs> if I ever give the show a 10, it's probably going to be the end of the world. I quit. Um, I thought it was a pretty good show. Wrestling-wise, we had some really good matches. Yeah, the trios match I could do without. So I agree with you there, Paul. Um, the end was super strong. Super strong, man. I, I loved it, um, which bumped me up a couple points. So not as high as Paul, but I'm at 7-6. Seven, 7-6? Six. Seven, six? Which I think is pretty would- high for me. I would have broken to eight if Adam would have referenced a five-second pose. I'm just saying. Give it time. Give it time. Well, I'll be the I'll be the high one tonight. Surprise, surprise! There. Um, I'm going eight-one. I'll, I'll crack the eights. Um, no, there wasn't much I could complain about tonight. I, there was an interesting spot where they did three callbacks to show either something that happened at Wrestle Dream or last week. Three in a row, boom, boom, boom. I've never seen them do that before. It kind of felt like Collision a little bit. Collision does a lot of that stuff. Um, but I thought they did a good job explaining things tonight. I thought commentary did a good job explaining things. Um, even like one thing that could have lost points for me was the duct tape spot because the duct tape came off Kenny's arm, but they took their time then, to reapply yeah. it. Thought that was good too. Um, just little things like that. So, no. <laughs> Majin says, I'm going to be the high one like to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> See, Majin Tanner can't be because he likes to just tell everybody how it's just good shit. M- Mundo says 7.5. Uh, Phoenix, Tony, and Christian knocked out of the park, but the audio sucked. Yeah, the, the audio was a bummer. Um, and he says, should he use Gorilla Tape? That stuff sucks coming off of the arms. I've, I've, <laughs> uh, I've had that. Uh, Indies are quick to use Gorilla Tape, and that stuff sucks when it gets stuck on your arm. And I, I don't think Tanner has enough uh, coffee. Uh, Not a coffee drinker. And white substance to be on TK's levels. Nope. No, I don't. Don't have the money he has either. So, well, no, And like I said, he can never be TK because he just likes to remind everybody, that's good shit. Yeah, that's true. God damn it. I, I always forget that Tanner is a distant cousin oh. of you're gonna get you're gonna get people really thinking that. No, you are. I mean, you and Shane McMahon are distant cousins, so. I hey, I, I brought I, it down a notch for yeah. you. Yeah, hey, Shane was one of my favorites growing up, so I'm, I'll, I'll I'll take be related to Shane now. Now as crazy dad, and not so much. <laughs> well, if you really hey, du- hey, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, I almost called you a dumbass. If you're related to Shane, you're related to Vince. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, come on, I'm not a... I'm no, I know, a, but I was saying, if you're going to refer to me being related to a McMahon, I'd rather refer to Shane than Vince. That's oh, what I was yeah. trying to say, but I didn't word it correctly. I, mean, I, you could, I can't do the Daniel Garcia dance, but Tony can. You could be related to uh, Mr. Levesque, and then you're related to Shane that way. Then I'd have then to you, talk like this. Uh Uh, rabbit it's holes. the game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all no, right. No um, comment. No comment. It's 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 a sheen rabbit hole. 
Uh, wrestler of the night. Uh, Shep goes first this time. Uh, wrestler of the night, I'm going with Mr. Phoenix. You're going Ray Phoenix. Well, the, 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 it, it, I'm too short. The elbows. I'm too short. So the what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my god! Because he swerves when he drives. Uh, hey, Ray Phoenix that, for Shep. Good pick. That is all over the internet. I mean, I saw I'm somebody a, I'm scored a, a touchdown and hit the Prince Nana after. No, they didn't. No. Prince Nana yeah. is a worthless piece of shit. He, he oh, retweeted us last week. He did? Yeah, because we I tweeted how uh, ultimate heel move by Swerve not letting Nana hit the Nana dance, and he retweeted it. Okay, maybe not. All right, you're only a half piece of shit, Nana. He is like one of the most over things in the company right now, if you like him yes, or not. he is. So annoying. Look back to Wrestle Dream. The entire audience is doing it with him at points. So st- stupid. Paul, wrestler tonight. Uh, Chef's was well, Phoenix. Majin just took mine, so now I got to sit here and think. Um, uh, you can still, you can take his. He's helping you <laughs> in with a right in there. Yeah, no, it is Jay White. You know, just out of nowhere, drops MJF, hits a hell of a promo. I love Jay White on the mic. He is so good. He is very talented in the ring as well. So I am, I am extremely looking forward to uh, full gear. Well, I am uh, taking the easy way out, and Mr. Adam Copeland is mine. Sean Mike worked tonight. AW Dynamite debut. I'll take him slightly over Timeless Tony Storm. I almost went with my first female for a while. So, but looking like with more Adam of a Copeland dick than usual, Tanner. Which, speaking of Adam Copeland, uh, we uh, recorded before this episode a Adam Copeland quiz. So go check that out tomorrow on our YouTube channel. You can see all of our quizzes. We have a good time doing those. So hopefully everybody's enjoying those. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes, Mundo, Juice is a national treasure. Juice Robinson yeah. is fantastic. You, you think that... He just looks juice. like that serial guy. I can never remember the little character's name. Oh, um... Tony the Tiger. No. He was uh, the crazy one with the poofy hair. He was like just a giant ball of hair. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know what kind of freaking cereal y'all ate as a kid if that's your cereal character. Um, oh, what cereal brand was that? You young bucks. No pun intended. <laughs> now you're going to have me leaning and doing the flex pose. Don't rip your shirt, Tanner. No, I, I haven't managed a target yet. So, Oh, the honeybee. Um, yeah, honeycomb cereal guy. Yeah, I'm going to look him up so I can share the screen. See, see, back in the day, like when I think of Honey, like if you all remember the uh, Killer Bees as a tag team in the WWF, mm-hmm. they were uh, twin brothers that wore masks, and then <laughs> yeah. Anyways, found the guy. Oh, <laughs> I, I just brothers. text you guys it. And what the I'm hell is that? To share the. <laughs> That's Juice Robinson. <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, here, here was going to say, do you think that? There he is. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, you funny. think they, they look at Juice and, and Gorilla and go, all right, Juice, we need to, like, 
We need to half-ass tame it down. And then this is the juice we get. Could you imagine if they just like told Juice, you don't let him loose what you do. (laughs) Go for it. Be Juice. Yeah. I mean, the the Bang Bang Gang, they're so good. Because Austin Gunn's out there too. Cole's a little more reserved, but yeah, they're good. I mean, he's literally sitting there straddling the rope saying rock hard taint. Like with the crowd. It, it, it demonstrate. I mean, he's pointing right at yeah, it. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. And then legitimately stood with his leg over MJF's head so that he could clearly see it. Yeah. He's yeah. twice. Jay White coming into the company is the best thing that happened to Juice Robinson because before Jay White came in, they weren't doing much with him at all. Exactly. No. no. 100% yeah. agree. AEW is definitely led to juice loose margin. That's for sure. And the yeah, the the gun club's entrance is great with the water. Yeah, they they they're good characters. I don't know if I go the best fucking entrance ever, but it's pretty good. It's one of the better ones for AEW, I'd say. Julia Hart's got a good one too. Shep read the rest of that uh, comment for you, Tanner. Yeah, I just went for it. That's all right. I I let one out tonight. That's. Juice could get so many fines if they let the juice loose. Uh, yeah, Mox got some fines over the weekend. So, hey, well, actually, you know what? So, this has nothing to do with professional wrestling, but it has everything to do with what we're talking about with fines. So, you got Pat McAfee now on ESPN, and they're they're allowed to drop f bombs. They have, really? They have, they have a they have a chart. Like how many days without an F bomb, and they were up to four, and then yesterday happened, and Darius Butler dropped an F bomb, and he's like, "Uh, oh, guess we got her," you know, like and, and McAfee, like that was part of his gig, like going to ESPN, like, "Look, you can pay me all the money in your role, but we're we're gonna be ourselves." So, I mean, we're getting to the culture of this stuff being acceptable, so. Yeah, I was watching a program earlier on on AMC earlier tonight, and it, it does give a viewer discretion advice, blah, blah, blah. But they, I mean, and AMC's on cable, but it, it cusses like no other. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we are. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's play a little audio, shall we, before we wrap mm. this up? If I can get mm. my stupid, uh, <laughs> I can tell Paul's uh, looking forward to this. So, watch. what do you guys want to talk about? Well, Paul, you didn't miss much. Um, I saw the, the start of the show with Mommy coming back and yelling and screaming at everybody, and then Cody runs out to save Jay, and that's that's about where I turned it off. Yeah, Cody actually made two appearances. One in the ring and one on stage to do a promo. But long story short, it's going to be Cody and Jay Uso versus the Judgment Day Saturday Fastlane in Indianapolis for the tag team titles. Do they win? No. No way. No. That would be so stupid. The first title you put on Cody when he comes back to the WWE is a tag title. It's good shit, man. No. I, I, uh... I mean, if you want to give... The title's an overhaul. You could do it that way. Put it on Cody. 
have him change the titles again, and then turn around and drop him. It it just it takes away from what we all think the storyline is going to be going into Philadelphia. So, we thought that was the storyline going into Mania last year. Okay, so. Paul, but we're trying to be smarter this year. I'm starting to think it's Rock and Reigns. Um, I'm here. Here's what I think. I think it's, I think it's Cody and Roman night one. Cody goes over, and he goes over clean. Okay, and as he's celebrating, and Roman's going up the ramp because they're not going to take away from Cody's celebration as Roman's going up the ramp with his head hung down. He gets confronted by the rock saying how big of a disgrace he is. And that leads to the main event night too. I could see it being flip-flopped. Roman goes over rock night one and then Cody goes over Roman night two. So that's the very last thing you see at WrestleMania is Cody get Cody getting his moment. If that's the case, then we never see Rock on television ever again. But well, if he I puts mean, over his family, yeah. Rock is completely done. Never again. Well, it has been since WrestleMania 29, he's wrestled a complete match. So it's been a long time. So he probably doesn't have much more in him. Man, I think he does, but I mean Rock's gotta be late forties too, right? He's not wrestling fit. That was an excuse last year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. I I mean, you know, fast lane Indianapolis this week in the Survivor Series next month in Chicago. That kind of gets the ball rolling with a lot of things. Are you Are you guys going Saturday? I am not. No. It's too expensive. I looked at those, and I my son's a huge wrestling fan, and I said, sorry, Bugga, we're not going. He goes, that's would- fine. It would have been cool to see, of course, Cody, but also John Cena. I've never seen him live. That would be yeah. cool. But I, Shep, you going? Nope. Never, uh, never even looked into it. And because uh, my wife scheduled family pictures. So. Hey. Yeah. All right. You know, what do you do? I looked once at the prices and then I was like, yeah, I'm good. Good. Yeah, that's what I did. How, when you say how, like, how bad are they? I mean, you're not even the upper deck. You're not gonna find anything for under under a hundred for upper deck seat. Upper deck at Bankers at Cambridge. Hundred bucks for upper decker. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So if you want anything decent, close, you're gonna spend a lot for a, for a, not even a big four pay per view. That's not good. Which is crazy because, I mean, I know inflation and everything's different than it was in 2006, but I remember I got like 14th row seats, Great American Bash, for like 70 bucks back in 06. Yeah, but you saw the great pajama match. Right? I did. I did. At least Undertaker won. At least it was cool to see Undertaker, but yeah. <laughs> he beat Big Paul White. Supposed to be Kali. That was the most, um, the most jinxed, cursed pay-per-view ever. That whole card switched the week before. To just trash. Um, I'm looking here. Hold on. Um, if you want to sit ringside, second row right now, you're paying six hundred and forty-two dollars a ticket. Um, if you want to sit ramp side, 
three hundred and eight dollars nine rows back. Isn't that like what you paid for for all three of ours to sit ramp side? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's um yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so behind yeah. commentary, so you can picture where commentary be. Mm-hmm. Eight rows back, you're three twenty six a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh well I mean, if anybody's a obviously a subscriber at Peacock, you're just gonna watch that. Yep. If you want to sit lower bowl, this this is what's even more ridiculous. Lower bowl in in Conseco is pretty good. We've all mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cool venue. Um, Fifteen rows up in the lower bowl, you're still going to spend two fifty a ticket. So pay yeah. the uh, fifty nine ninety five a month or whatever the hell it is for five ninety nine. Not fifty nine, five ninety nine. Five ninety nine or what? Eleven ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah. Five ninety nine with ads, eleven ninety nine without. So And if you're if you're a big college sports fan, especially the Big Ten, not only do you need it right now for football, you're gonna need it for basketball because the basketball TV network schedule came out and there is some big time matchups on Peacock this year. And there so. and there an IU Purdue game only on Peacock? In Bloomington, yep. Which, Tanner, that's your other podcast. It is. Which you guys will laugh at this. I've opened that podcast back to back week ago, and you're listening to the Kicking Out podcast. Oops, wrong podcast. Yeah, you know. You know. Yeah. Trust me, Purdue's going to have to do a lot of kicking out this year. <laughs> <laughs> All wish, puns intended. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to shut up. Oh, yep. Oh, hey. Um, I found out here about. I don't know, an hour before we went on the podcast, there's a chance I get to see the Warrior Wrestling Show in South Bend this weekend, which we nice. did have Eddie Kingston main event. And I pulled him. They, well, he pulled himself with his lower back injury. Um, now we have Mike Santana. I noticed he's putting Mike in front of everything. Yeah. Right? He's in the main event with a guy from Chicago, I think. Local talent, whatever. Takeshka's still on the card too, right? Takeshka's on the card, and the AEW talent is Sky Blue. So she's from Chicago. That makes yeah, sense. We'll get Santana, um, Takeshna, and Sky Blue. Um, last year, the place, the thing was loaded with AEW talent. A um, little bit different. There's only seven matches announced right now. Maybe we'll get a couple more. Um, so, you know why there's not as much AEW talent on the card this year, don't you, Shep? Well, here's another thing. You notice it's on it's it's on a Friday night instead of a Saturday night now because if you want AEW talent, you can't have it on a Saturday night because it's going to go against Collision. So I think Warrior Wrestling thought, let's do it on a Friday night so we don't compete. Well, that and all the AEW talent scared of the indie god. You know, he did send a message that said, don't come to my territory. Or I'll yeah. come to yours. <laughs> there's there's a couple things uh, hoping that they he shows up late, but I don't think he will. He got attacked by um, Mance Warner. Yeah, him and, him and Mance Warner have had a, had a good feud in MLW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Mance Warner's nuts. I kind of like him. 
seen him on AEW before. Yeah. Um, so. And speaking of the indie god, there was one guy he attacked right uh, before he announced his indie god. You guys know who it is? Mike Sin- oh, before he announced as indie god? Yeah, which, which we're what, a year or two into this indie god thing? A year yeah. in? Man, I don't the, remember. The guy he attacked so at GCW? Nick Wayne. Ah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he's going to do as a heel. Whatever daddy tells him to. <laughs> Here, here's the other thing. Not talking about, I'm talking about Cardona. At, <laughs> at one point in time, and I know he's making good money, and he talked about it. At one point in time, does the, does Stanford look at him and say, okay, Let's work something out here. We're not going to bring you back as Zack Ryder. We'll bring you back as Matt Cardona, the indie god, the the deathmatch king or whatever. Like, let's work something out because right now that dude is golden. I think I'll have one more run there eventually. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. But not as Zack Ryder, though, right? No, 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 no. No, can't no, do no, that. no, no, no. He's got to, he, if he's going back, he's got to do exactly what Cody said. Cody did, said, I'm only coming. This, this, and this. Like we're not changing anything up. If you want me, you can have me. If not, I'm not coming. So, yes, yep. Muna, we are ready for Tuesday. Title Tuesday's got to be oh, a good absolutely. show. Absolutely. So yep. you put you put the belt up, right? Nope. Full gear. Full gear. Full gear. I'm pretty I mean, sure. I don't have the, I don't have the belt with me right now. It's true. We gotta get. Hey, it. hey, Paul. We gotta hey. get a new order. Where'd you get that one at? <laughs> UndisputedBelts.com. All right. Okay. All right. We got to get, we'll work on a new one. Anyways, I think Paul and I put that damn belt up like three times in four weeks. Well, well yeah, Paul, I mean, Paul, Paul did the, the, the rare dynamite challenge. Well, because we're fighting champions. And let's That's not true. forget, Shep didn't even have the belt last time he won it. It went from you to me, it, it bypassed him because you're a slacker and didn't get it to him. It's true. It's a good point. So I I feel like it's only um, applicable that you put this thing up next Tuesday. And after collision, when we get all the matches announced, we should do a special Sunday or Monday show. Put this thing up on, you know, you big wimp. Let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. I'll sleep on it. You get that song stuck in my head. I'm gonna punch you on Friday. Tanner's not gonna be able to sleep tonight because he's gonna see the chicken. He's gonna walk in the door Friday. Just bam! I'm like, oh, yep, it worked. That or Tanner goes to bed and starts mumbling that, and his wife rolls over, smacks him across the face. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's probably more likely. I love um, it. Anything right. else as we wrap up tonight? We've only went for an hour and 39 minutes. That's, that didn't include the quiz. No. AEW ran 10 minutes late. It has just completely thrown everything off for us. You know, I noticed that. They, they were a complete 10 minutes late tonight. It, Tony asked for the overrun because of the audio issues, but my guess is there was already overrun planned, and then yes. he added like five more minutes to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think they get to ten oh five if they need it, right? 
without any yeah. issues. You got to do that if you're if you're Tony. Yep, it was worth it. That last segment was gold. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was good. So what, what he are you going to do here? Out, uh, what are you guys going to do here in a year if uh, Raw is not on USA? What What's do you mean? What deal? are we going to do? Their new deal. So the SmackDown's going to USA, and they, there's mm-hmm. a chance they move Raw to a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Does that set a precedence for AEW with their their deal with uh, Warner? Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see when when the deal's gonna be struck because I thought they'd have some by now. Which is what's Warner's stream platform Max, right? Max, but I mean, it's gonna be interesting because you know it sure seems like Tony wants to run about a pay-per-view a month now, but you can't ask your fans to pay $50 a month every time. You can't. You're going to have to get a streaming deal, or if you're going to run a pay-per-view a month, you're going to have to take the cost down. Mm-hmm. Does he have a contract with Bleacher Report? Well, I think the only reason they do Bleacher Report instead of Max is Max doesn't have the capability to do that right now. Okay. So I think they're working on it, but yeah, because I mean, no, I'd be fine with paying whatever. I, I already pay for Max. I'd be fine with doing that if I got a pay per view every month, but I'm not gonna pay fifty bucks every month. So, so I'm just you already pay for Max, Tanner. Yeah, I think so it's nine ninety nine a month. I think. Yeah. You pay for the Peacock. Yep. Which nope. is which is what five ninety nine. Okay. And the reason I did that was for the WWE Network. So I like to watch some of the old stuff in documentaries. But which, now with the Big Ten agreement, I'm glad I did that. Which, which you were, if you were an old school subscriber to WWE, it was $9.99. So yes. you got a deal at $4 yeah. off a month. Yeah. And you still get, you get some good shows and movies on there too. I mean, it's worth it. But it is crazy, these streaming wars. I mean, to get everything you want, you're paying pretty much as much as you did for standard cable. <laughs> you add it up. Yeah. I still pay, and I, ha- I haven't watched one in a while. I'm probably three, four months behind. Um, but I did pay the $4 a month for uh, the all-inclusive fight network, so which would yeah. be the uh, GCW pay-per-views, um, which usually GCW pay-per-views, you paid 15 bucks for those. Um so, but it'll be interesting seeing to see what comes out of all of this because there could be a lot changing for the wrestling industry in 2024. Not only talents jumping from one company to another, but with TV rights and everything. So, the bidding war of 2024. Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be here before we know it. So, I'm looking through Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, because I saw something interesting. I still from Tony call it Twitter. earlier. I did too. I did too. And I saw something earlier from Tony Khan, and I wanted to share it with you guys, and then I lost it. And apparently it's not here anymore. But it did lead me to find that uh, when Tony Khan was tweeting out next week's card, at the very bottom it says, my birthday. It is his birthday. He said that on the on the post-scrum from uh, at WrestleDream. He said it is his birthday next week. So happy birthday to himself. 
Because because when he said that, uh, Adam Copeland laughed at the music scrub. Like he didn't know what to say, so he just started laughing. So Tony's like, "It's gonna be a great great birthday." All right. If that's the case, I think uh, my my out of the left field prediction: Sammy Callahan shows up on that show. Mercedes. Trey retains, Mercedes comes out. She's got to be close to being healthy. Got to be close. So that's my prediction. Paul, any prediction? Uh, No, I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Paul's ready to wrap this thing up. Exactly. Okay, look, I've been up for like 18 hours. I know you have. You're ready to. The wise man. The wise man. I've been stringing this along because that's just me, so. Yes. All right, Paul. Uh, all right. So be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. Uh, be sure to check out the Kicking Out Podcast shop at kickingoutshop.com. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five-star rating because we are five-star KOP. And with that, be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92 The channel. Follow, follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 It's not there. <laughs> Who just realized his name changed. Tanner already realized his and changed it back. Be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. The wise man. And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next Tuesday night after Title Tuesday as we kick out yet another podcast.